Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 27 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And uh, when it comes to analysis, we are on the flank. Joe, week two, it, it's over, and um, it, there's there's so much uh, consistency happening in this league, right, Joe? It's so obvious <laughs> who the good teams are. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, it's it's absolutely crazy. I don't understand what's happening, especially from a guy who had to work Saturday. He had to work Sunday, so all he, I, I, all I got to see were the scores. I wasn't seeing the games until I saw the highlights or rewatched a couple of them later. But I, I was I was seeing these scores and I was like, what is going on? How? <laughs> How is Hangzhou all of a sudden just terrible? How how is all this all how is all this stuff happening? I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's Overwatch League for you, and I, I I'm not complaining. This is this is not a complaint. I love it. I absolutely love that every team can be competitive and every team can beat any team, and it's amazing. Um, especially since I, I'm working, I'm working League of Legends LCS. That's just Team Liquid is the only good team. <laughs> so they that they're they're the only good team. No one else is good, um, except a little Cloud9 TSM in there. Um, but Team Liquid, they're the only ones that can compete with other teams in the world. And it's it's just it's refreshing to come to Overwatch League and and see all this stuff. Um, <laughs> But as we do every week, we, we jump. We're going to jump right in to the recap of the week. Um, and Joe, we'll, we'll start, uh, I guess, with Thursday because that's when the week started. Um, that's and, true. And, and this day, um, we did, I didn't expect too much. I didn't have too many high expectations going into this day because the games looked pretty terrible. Um, well, and they looked pretty one-sided. Yes, <laughs> going into it. Uh, but then we immediately get a get a five mapper. Um, I think this one is definitely worth talking about: Washington versus London, uh, mainly because I think it it was the first one of the week, and everybody was k- kind of freaking out. Not only because London was was going to map five against Washington Justice, but these both of these teams looked god awful. <laughs> this is when we knew that uh things were going to be weird this week <laughs> yeah <laughs> right there first first match oh yeah i mean just on control joe you were watching this muted weren't you but th- or something yeah i yeah. forget exactly you were watching it muted but i think um i think listening to hex to similar and hex in this is like is key because they're confused as to what is going on. The, the entire the entire control point, I think it was Busan. The entire Busan map. Like these I feel like these two had no clue what was going on. And it just perfectly exemplified because no one else had any clue what was going on either. Um like London was like it, it's just so confusing to see these triple DPS comps and then them doing like nothing with them, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you did point out um, that we we can't forget that they were playing against uh, the, the team of a genius. Oh yes. So, <laughs> wizard, the genius. I mean, that's why they went to to five maps. I completely forgot. Um, and they looked terrible while doing it because that's how they didn't need to look 
they didn't need to look good, you know, to to take them to five maps. They they knew they knew just the amount of good they needed to look to win some maps. Sure. Uh, if that's not genius, I don't know what is. Uh, but they ended up pulling it. London ended up pulling it out in reverse sweep fashion. I guess they looked a little better towards the end, but um, it's hard to say. <laughs> just an embarrassing start. And then then Florida Mayhem and Philadelphia Fusion come out on the stage. This is uh, during my drive home from work. This is the one match I'm like, I could probably miss this. Fusion's going to dominate. Uh, but apparently I missed the news headline that Boombox, Boombox, he's a, he's a little sick boy. And uh, um, yeah. Joe, you, you watched some of this, I think. You, you had a meeting. Yeah. But what? <laughs> yeah. The, um, the, yeah, so Boombox was out. They brought Elk up um, to play... Um, I'm trying to remember which it is. I, I think Elk was playing main support, but he's usually an off support player, or the or the other way around. But um, <laughs> so he was playing off role, and they didn't have um, you know, their uh, really really strong Zen player there. Um, and yeah, it just looked not great for for Philly. Um, that you know they ended up drawing on uh, on one of the maps they drew on. Pulling up Anubis, which you know, two CP, they're always drawing on two CP. But <laughs> of course. But but yeah, Philly, uh, both their matches this week just looked really weird. Um, lots of people were you know hating on Elk, uh, hating on Sato, um, particularly his Reinhardt. Um, it, it sort of appears to be like the opposite of uh, uh, Fraggy last season, who really preferred Ryan over Winston. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. I think um, you know in a in a meta that's like really super focused on teamwork that um f- for philly to struggle in a week that they didn't have a really you know core member of their starting squad i think that's reasonable yeah um if if, if anyone is taking this week seriously for philly and saying this team is bad because of this week i i think you need to understand what overwatch is because this is a complete team game and you need like all six players to be tip top just performing super well and elk just was he's he's not used to that zenyatta role and he's not used to what boombox does um so it they were basically a man down in my opinion the entire the entire weekend um they were basically playing with five players in a six player game so I don't think I, I I don't think you should be taking these losses too seriously if, if you are hating on the Philadelphia Fusion right now for losing to the Mayhem in the Fuel. Um, it sucked that they lost the Fuel after after Jane's um, shit talking, but um, hey, it's it's gonna happen. Things are the people are gonna get sick. This is why you have this is why you have the bench. You know, people are gonna get That's injured. True. People are gonna get sick. So. And of course, Elk though now uh, for Philly is off of their reserve, uh, or out of their option until the end of the stage. Yes, because now that he's played his two matches. Yes, which we will get into um, <laughs> soon here, <laughs> because I think it's important to some teams' first win. But um, <laughs> Guang uh, to finish off the day, Guangzhou Charge four O Dallas Fuel Soul Dynasty four O Chengdu Hunters. Um, both teams impressed impressed me because i don't think um i don't think i think fuel's good i think hunters are good so 
them getting four owed is are four owing these teams is pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, you know Dallas keeping up with their inconsistency, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you, you know Chengdu couldn't quite uh, surprise their way around Seoul. I think yeah. it's just the best way of describing it. Exactly, Seoul Seoul figured out their uh, Hammond pretty quick. At first, at first it was uh, doing pretty well on control, and then they just kept trying to force it throughout the rest of the series, but it was not working. I saw a stat. I forget where. Um, that uh, Aming had zero playtime so far on either Ryan or Winston. Yeah. I forget which, but but the, it, he had just played uh, Wrecking Ball and either Ryan or Winston, yeah, but not yeah. both. <laughs> you, can't, you can't depend on that. <laughs> you just cannot. Yeah. Uh, props, props to going outside the meta, but you cannot depend on that. Um, but uh, Guangzhou, we'll talk about them a little bit later because uh, even though Dallas feels super inconsistent and they didn't look tip-top in this game uh i think later in the weekend we find out guangzhou's pretty pretty good it's true um it's true and uh, the theories that guangzhou was nervous in week one against chengdu i think are very valid because they looked like a completely different monster this week friday i got to go joe i got to go to the arena on friday and this is i wouldn't have picked an any other day um, it started yeah. out with Atlanta Rain, Toronto Defiant. Um, I wasn't there for this one because I had to. I had to wait for my roommate to drive out there. Um, but I did get a Discord message right from Joe right after it happened because I picked Toronto <laughs> this game, of course, and I lost. It's, it's true. It's true. Yes, it is true. Um, we, we're even now so far. So. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> run on the dot, which is great after my terrible start to the weekend of because the next game was the Excelsior Valiant, where I chose the Valiant, and they lost in five maps in a super close one. I was on both me and Joe on the edges of our seats, right, Joe? <laughs> oh yeah, very. Uh, as as I recall, like the very last fight on Rialto. Uh, that was bananas. With my friend, it, yeah, it was like a minute and a half long, and <laughs> it was just craziness. Yeah, that was absolute bananas. Uh, then we get into Dragons Boston Uprising. I mean, to to preface this game, Boston Uprising, they tweet out um, that Fusions is going to be in their starting lineup, and there's a sudden change because he no longer is. Uh, once they get to stage, Naxium's out there. Um, and then Shanghai Dragons just look look like the better team the entire time and um, take that third map and up, go up 3-0 on them. And let me tell you, Joe, this this arena went absolutely nuts. Like, so loud. I cannot believe. Like, it was as loud as, because um, I also went to the Grand Finals in New York. It was as loud as that. Like, it was insane. I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, and my roommate, this was his first. He does. He, he likes video games. He, play, he played Overwatch back when it first came out. Um, this was his first, like, time watching esports, like, ever. Ooh. And he was just so confused as to why everyone was so excited to the point where um, they, you had the two, the two girls, like, crying in the front, um, which is... Uh-huh. <laughs> this is literally the longest uh, losing streak of a professional team like ever mm-hmm. in any sport. <laughs> yeah, it was 
super significant. Uh, and we'll get to it when we uh, do like our MVPs and stuff. But a lot of it was on the back of um, Shanghai Run and a really nice Sombra too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, I think uh, I, I forget who from Boston. You know, in week one, even in a post match interview, was just like, "Yeah, that that's gonna that's gonna end up being our weaknesses," and definitely. Uh, uh, definitely Shanghai listened. Yeah. <laughs> never never reveal your weakness in an interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Boston. So it's it's against Boston, but Shanghai Dragons still picking up their first win, and that's going to get a lot of pressure off them, and that's huge. Uh, huge for the future. Uh, I wouldn't expect... I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't expect them to, to go back to losing after this, honestly. Um, I think they've just gained tons of confidence, and then if things can get weirder this week, Houston Outlaws, 3-1 Hanjo Spark um, out of nowhere. And everyone at the arena seemed kind of confused <laughs> on this one. Uh, all the Hangzhou fans, at least, they were like, what is, what's going on? Um, but yeah, the Outlaws look good. There was, there were, there were times when they just, like, they just straight up outplayed on Temple of Anubis, um, I, I we, on Reddit ended up seeing that this was like, or on Twitter I ended up seeing this was like Jake's call to split up Hangzhou's supports from the rest of their team uh, because they were positioned so weirdly. Um, <laughs> but they literally chased Hangzhou's supports back to Houston Outlaws like spawn on first point of Temple of Anubis, and it was just like they were just being outplayed in every department. Houston Outlaws looked pretty darn good. Um, but Hangzhou had a pretty bad week. Yeah. Um, we moved on to Saturday, which is uh, the first... I had work, but I, I had work after the LA Gladiators-Paris game. Um, I got to watch... I got to watch that one, and as an LA Gladiators fan, I didn't enjoy it too much. I, I, it, wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fun, and I just want Decay to be old enough which he will be in time for the next game. Um, but God, the gladiator schedule, this stage is so brutal. Have you seen the rest of the schedule, Joe? Uh, no, but I'll pull it up here. London. But, yeah. London, Hangzhou spark. Um, who else? Atlanta rain. Soul shock Paris. And, wow. And the Guangzhou charge, Atlanta rain, Guangzhou charge, London, spark insane <laughs> yeah okay. and then stage two they're playing shanghai Chengdu, florida well i mean shanghai isn't so low anymore but Chengdu, yeah. florida guangzhou boston yeah Ugh. Uh, it's a it's a brutal stage one it's a brutal stage to have three games without who's supposed to be who's hyped up to be like your best player this this um this season so yeah no kidding Luckily, and then of course pair Paris showing up and playing the ghosts that they're good at. So, okay. of course, I mean, definitely, definitely props to them. If there's one thing you can expect an owl, it's it's that. If there's one thing that's going to be consistent, I believe it will be Paris being dominant on goats. No doubt in my mind. Uh, Philly Fusion Dallas Fuel. Uh, I didn't get to watch this one. Did you watch this? I'm sure you watched this one as a fusion, <laughs> and you're kind of a fuel fan too. So. Yeah, it was you know uh, honestly more of the same stuff from from Philly going into the second week. Really, I mean, um, the, yeah, the 
just not uh, not with the consistency or the second match of the week. I mean, sorry. Uh, but yeah, not with the consistency again. Boombox uh, being out, you know. Hopefully he's in again for Philly, uh, Washington, I believe, which is yeah, first match of week three. Um, but yeah, and then you know Dallas lo- looking like they showed up, which is important for Dallas. Uh, <laughs> we've discovered. Uh, yeah, it's you know bad time for Philly, good time for Dallas. I, uh, at least that's what I what's what I uh, want to believe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. As a Philly fan, Dallas still has to show up first game of the week. They can't. They can't do this the rest of the season specifically because they keep getting four owed in the first game of the week. Their map differential is still at minus four despite being two and two, um, yeah. which is the worst map differential out of all the two and two teams, which there are only four of. But, um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, honestly, I'm confused by Overwatch League standings because I don't. Um, understand why an zero and two team is better than a one and three team because by percentages, by win percentages, uh, the outlaws. I'm speaking about the outlaws and the Washington Justice. The Washington Justice zero yeah. percent win rate. Houston Outlaws um, twenty five. Like they should they should be eighteenth, even though they've uh, the big difference is outlaws is is played four games and the justice has only played two, which obviously will even out by the end of the stage. But, um, I don't know. The yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's like they're grouping by losses first. Yeah. Instead of wins, which is weird. That is but, weird. I don't know. But yeah, like You're you said, right. everybody will have, will have played the same amount by the end of the stage. So yeah, um, it's, it's whatever. Anyway, speaking of Boombox, he is on our fantasy team, if you didn't know, our fantasy Overwatch League team. Oh, and, yeah, I uh, forgot about that. <laughs> that. That really screwed us this week. <laughs> really did. I'm so upset. And then the other thing that screwed us is the fact that I ended up not... I, I was about to trade. I was about to make a big trade for a tank, for another off-tank, because I had a feeling I was like, cool, Matt, he didn't perform that well last week. Um, and then cool, Matt. He didn't play at all this week, so that uh, also screwed us. And we had two players playing that got zero points. Uh, that wasn't fun. I think we got just absolutely stomped this week. So that's your little fantasy update. Uh, we're one and one now because Boombox got sick. Uh, but also our team just kind of stunk it up this week overall, uh, which feels really bad. We need a tank. We need a tank. Okay, back to games. Vancouver Titans, Guangzhou Charge. So this f- five maps. Um, I don't think anyone expected the Titans to to be taken to five, but Guangzhou Charge looked really good. I I loved watching this match because I'm I'm a big fan of the Charge and what they have to do, and I I was very upset with how they looked against the Hunters, but they're finally this week they they finally showed uh, how great they can be. For sure, yeah. All the way, like you said, to five maps, um, and you know, uh, even right at the very beginning. Um, oh, I thought they played boost on this series. Maybe they didn't. Um, but what we definitely did, uh, we definitely did see some uh, happy widowmaker that was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was really back and forth. Uh, you know, Guangzhou absolutely dominating on Nepal. Um, Vancouver absolutely dominating at <laughs> yeah. uh, at Hollywood. I think they said that was like the the second fastest. Um, hollywood match ever. like ever wow. this season or last 
uh, it was just insane. Um, and then Vancouver, you know, uh, the casters kept talking about it all the way all the way through, uh, you know, that, that that they needed to to pick up the win in four maps because if they went to five, you know, Guangzhou was going to be a big threat again on, on control just because of how good they looked. Yeah. But uh, then Vancouver able to pull that out at the end two one on Elios. That yeah, that that was a really good series. Yeah, and it it came down to the the Jana diva diva bomb at the end, didn't it? It was it was just the very end, um, which was crazy. It's true, yeah. Um, boop and everything. Yep, boop. Um, that was a really good series, definitely one um, you might want to rewatch. But we'll give you our official ones you should rewatch <laughs> uh, after we get done with Sunday, unless you want to talk about Chengdu Hunters for the Man. Um, I don't know. Going I mean, back. Everyone was hyping up Mayhem for their first win against Fusion, but Fusion didn't have Boombox, as we were saying before. Um, and and then Florida Mayhem comes out, Hunters uh, Hunters beat them, especially after Hunters got 4-0'd against uh, Soul. They just come back, beat Florida Mayhem. So I think we're both right about this Mayhem team, Joe. I don't think they're too good. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, definitely down there. We'll have to see how how that uh, all shakes out yes um sunday 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 uh so i also had work this day but i had work up until this last the last match of the day which was the match to watch um but hangzhou spark just a bad weekend for the for the guys um london spitfire i mean they, they did look better but i think hangzhou spark looked still pretty bad uh for being hyped up as the scrim god team uh three to one london spitfire on just working out too weak yeah it's another um you know just a thing of inconsistency i think more than anything um i believe this was the match um that they uh, addressed how bad um Bertrings, it was Bertrings zarya right that was so bad mm-hmm. and and so they, they, they brought profit profit in to play zarya for london and that helped a lot um, as far as that goes, but um, we were just talking about Florida Chengdu. I pulled up their schedule because I was curious. Uh, and their stage one, Florida is playing teams like Washington and Guangzhou and Chengdu um, and Atlanta. Stage two, they play London, Philly, Paris, New York, LA Gladiators, Shanghai, and Dallas. Oh <laughs> seven, oh seven stage for Florida Mayhem. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not gonna be good. But London, London, Hangzhou, yeah. Um, Again, uh, I, I was expressing to you before we started recording that it's just um, it's almost frustrating going through this league and, and trying to you know make any kinds of predictions at all in, in this league that has um, such you, you know whether you call it parity or whether twelve out of twenty teams are just so inconsistent that it's hard to tell you know whether they're good or not and um, you, you know sure it makes for interesting matches but it's just uh, as an analyst, it makes your job a lot harder yeah. <laughs> to try to try to make sense of any of this. That's very, very, very true. Um, I would, I would love, love to see the good teams actually continually be good, um, and I, that would have made for a better match if Spark wasn't like didn't seem like they were hard throwing sometimes. Um, <laughs> that would have made for for a more exciting, fun match uh, because even if there is parity and even if um, some crazy upsets happen. Some of these upsets, like you're saying, are happening just because teams are inconsistent and they don't look like they're playing their top game. Uh, you would much rather see 
Um, maybe something like the Titans charge where Titans were, were playing really well. Um, and the charge were also playing really well. You want to see two teams play really well. Um, and even it's, it's kind of like Spitfire justice. They went to five maps, but that's an example of two teams who were trying to lose or something. <laughs> they were both, they were both trying to be the losing team so hard and uh, Washington ended up winning that battle. Yes, somebody has to tell them that's not how it works. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you, you go into the next game. Speaking of inconsistency, a New York XL blows Houston Outlaws out of the water, just dominates this match. Yeah, if you saw on Reddit the uh, the uh, Twitch clip of Jake smashing his desk, and that was basically the, the Houston Outlaws this entire series. Oh, because yeah. it was like several zeros, right? I'm mm-hmm. pulling up the score now. Yeah, 2-0 Nepal, 3-0 Hollywood, 2-0 Anubis, and then finally Houston got a point on Route 66. It was yeah. rough. Just rough. And New York Excelsior, I think everyone like isn't talking about this team, but mainly because I think they're sick of talking about this team. But um, they're good still. <laughs> they're, uh, their schedule hasn't been too hard, but they're good still. Newsflash, New York is good. Yeah, I mean, when you, when your schedule's bad and you're looking this dominant, you're good, okay? <laughs> Newsflash, New York is good. They're, they're done playing Minecraft. It's yeah. over. Um, and then Toronto Defiant pulling off, uh, I think I think you could call this an upset despite Valiant not having a win yet this season. Um, two, two to one, a little bit. Now Valiant, 0-3, oh, oh and, and I think people are questioning uh, how legitimate these guys are, especially after the spark looked like uh hot crap this week and that was the one game that the, everyone was like wow the valiant and the spark they look so good going to five maps um and then and, and i think that was even the game i recommended last week wasn't it and they took new york xl to five maps so maybe I, I, those are two good teams I, i'm taking i'm taking back my comment valiant are good they've, they've had a tough <laughs> schedule <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, you know Envy uh, coming back, taking on his former team, and yeah, Toronto just just looked uh, they they looked nice this series. Um, they did, and again, another example. We've talked all the way through the week about how just teams that should have been there weren't, and I think this that's just an example again for LA Valiant that they they um, I think have been playing better. Well, I know they've been playing better than their their O three. Uh, match record so far would let you believe mm-hmm. I, I definitely i agree with you both los angeles teams have had some pretty tough schedules out of the gate pretty tough schedules um so so that la crowd not too happy and then we get into the last game of the week arguably the best vancouver titans versus the shock lots of hype going into this game because everyone's like these are two these are the two best teams these are these are the two best teams right here um, and we, we picked on this one. And, Joe, this is the one game that I have bragging rights on. We both picked Paris. Um, we both won that. I lost the two other games, and then I won this one. Um, the Vancouver Titans just looking great. I think this was this was closer than 3-1, to one, I feel like. There were just – every map seemed to be won just, like, by a single play by the Titans. Um, yeah. Um, you know, particularly Bumper this series, um, yes. really just going ham. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we got four rounds of King's Row and uh, four rounds of 
uh, Route 66. You know, lots of lots of payload play, but um, this yeah, really really cool to watch. I think like uh, like you said, both these teams are really solid. Uh, yeah, th th that was it, was it was a good series. I think unlike unlike some of these other ones that have been you know issues in like the way the teams were actually playing. I think this one was just actually a good game <laughs> yes it was actually a good game this was a fantastic game i i loved it um and i i love the titans they are so it's so much fun to watch these guys play 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 goats play whatever they're playing because they they are fantastic at it um i, I think vancouver titans has a little more flashier goats um than something like paris who i think is just super solid at goats you know they're like they, they paris is like a paris like um what is the word i'm thinking of god i can't think of, exemplifies goats Ooh, like in yeah. real life they're like like the word goats. Cruz is lucio yes and best is reinhardt <laughs> but they're like they the way they play goats is like such a goats way to play goats you know <laughs> it's it's so solid it's so tanky it's so we're just not gonna die ever um, and just just play defensive, where I think the Titans have a little more flair. They're a little more offensive. They're a little more, they're a little more diva bomb. They're a little more earth shatter. They use those ultimates to to those offensive ultimates to their best ability more than Paris does, I think. So I think it would be interesting to see these two teams clash, which will only happen once this year. And I don't think it's happening in Goats meta. Do you, I, I don't know when it's happening, but. Um, it would be nice to see him in goats because they got they got two different goat styles and it's fun to watch. Yeah, maybe the maybe the Batiste meta in stage four is going to change all that. Spoiler for for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Batiste, who's that? Um, but yeah, let's get into. Of course, every week we do our one game from each of us to rewatch for those who who couldn't catch the entire weekend, and we also do an MVP of the week, uh, which. I'm going to surprise Joe with mine because I didn't write mine down. I didn't That's write true. mine down in the rundown. Um, but I do have one. I've had one for like two days. I just forgot <laughs> to. Um, but first, I'll start off with mine. Mine is I did a, I did an LA Valiant game last week, and I'm once again doing an LA Valiant week or game this week, and it's New York Excelsior versus the LA Valiant. Um, I think that game was fantastic being there live. Um, and like I was saying earlier, being on the edge of edge of my seat for that Rialto map, I think this was a heavily contested uh, game, and I'm very upset that I didn't get the win on it. But um, that is the only time I'm going to be cheering for the Valiant as a Gladiators fan ever. <laughs> I promise you that. Um, but that was a great that was a great game, uh, Joe. I think you got a game from the same day. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, I had to I had to pick the obvious one, but um, yes, if if um, if you were going to go back and rewatch two matches from this week, go watch New York Excelsior uh, versus LA Valiant, and then um, just continue on in the Twitch VOD and watch uh, Shanghai Dragons at Boston. Um, yeah, yes, because you know it, it was uh, that organization's first win in its entire history. They're now forty. No, they're one and forty-two. They're not forty-two and one. They're one and forty-two. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was just a really cool series. Um, watching the way um, that Shanghai again, we we do MVPs, so I'll skip ahead to my MVP because it's related. Um, watching the way that Shanghai and particularly Dedang on the Sombra. Uh, just really effective at 
um, picking apart what Boston had uh, without fusions. Obviously, they're on the main tank. People are like, oh, uh, you know, that's the only reason Boston lost. Uh, but it definitely was a uh, good solid play on Shanghai's part too, which, you know, we've been saying this whole time uh, that, you know, we know they're going to be capable of this season. And uh, to, to be able to see that is good. Um, you know, Shanghai's playing, who are they playing next week? Dallas um, and Chengdu. And so those are both going to be, um, you, you know, decent matches too that um, I think it's probably fair to say this season two Shanghai um, has arrived, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> if they are, if if it is season two Shanghai, they should go 2-0 next week. That's what I'm saying. Wait, as, as a, it is Fuel's first game, first and only game of the week, but it is their first game of the week. So technically, they should they should be inconsistent, right? I I don't know how this works. Um, <laughs> the the only consistency is inconsistency. Yes, exactly right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Shanghai, I think they did look super impressive. I think Boston not having fusions was pretty big, but I do think Shanghai still looked really good because Axiom's not bad. Axiom, I think, was like one of the probably the second most impressive player for us besides fusions last week um if i yeah i think i think he was pretty good on that zarya so axiom's not bad at all um it's shanghai just looking super good definitely rewatches because this is a huge part of overwatch league history that game uh no doubt about it uh and your mvp was was ding uh ding and mine is bumper of course um, that that man's tank play is rambunctious it's insane he um i think people on twitter just put it perfectly by saying that it's it's crazy how aggressive this guy can be while his team just completely supports how aggressive he is um it's like a jonak situation almost uh but this guy is setting up people are coming out saying arguing um that that Janu he should be he should be the MVP because look at his diva bombs but his diva bombs are being set up by bumper being set up by other players too but by by bumper especially with earth shatters with with all this stuff happening I mean bumper this this man is a crazy main tank I think in a lots of stats he's he's number one um, with Amano being ahead in some other stats on Reinhardt uh, but that NYXL Vancouver Titans matchup in August. That's going to be fantastic. Um, someone pointed out that that was in August. Um, let's see. What are, we, what are we moving on to? News? Yeah, that's, I guess that's, that's it for, for week two. That's it for week two. By week two, I'll miss you guys. I can't believe it ended that quickly. Um, There'll be three more week twos this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, competitive season 14 ends slash season 15 begins this Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. This is the first time they're just like no break at all. It's it's ending yep. and then we're it's beginning. Um, and, and so people are saying, you know, why? Um, why did we ever have an off season? But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just straight in no off season at all. So you can get placed immediately um, once that time takes over. Yeah. Um, um, I still think yeah. there's a point in having a season because just for rewards, periodic rewards, basically. For um, sure. Yeah. So it, it, it makes sense to just get rid of 
the offseason, all you were doing was like losing player base for a bit, basically. Um, so, so that's happening. Paris went live uh, on that patch uh, alongside the shield, the sh- the uh, shield nerf, or the armor nerf. Sorry, it was the shield uh, sh- shield slash armor nerf kind of yeah, the, the rearrangement yeah. that the, yeah, the re- that, yes exactly right. <laughs> that's uh, um, armor um uh, like that brick gives you knuckles on top of your natural shields is that's what yeah. that is <laughs> i think evenly almost like evenly as important as paris itself um which is a, a map that went live um and that's the main headline but that that's that second thing is pretty pretty important because it because as we were saying before one of the biggest reasons why brig is so darn good is she's able to put those put that armor underneath Zenyatta's rechargeable shield. Uh, so that that just makes that Zen uh, a beefy boy. Um, but but no longer will that happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything um, we, t- my, we talked about my, this patch, right? Um, when yeah. It was on PTR. Yeah, we talked about it on PTR. That was. Um all the basic news i made two notes i said so all um so far this season has been a grand total of four days on the live patch uh, now that now that 1.33 is out um but 1.32 is sticking around all the way till the end of overwatch league stage one mm-hmm. uh, so again sort of maintaining the pattern uh, of last season to an extent um and then i made a comment last week about or maybe two weeks ago, about how it seems like Brigitte's been nerfed every single patch since her release. Um, So I actually went back and looked. Uh, There have been 11 patches in the uh, about one year, a little less than a year since Brig has been released. Um, And seven out of those 11 patches have included Brig nerfs. Um, I, I think an additional one was like, um, just a, a change, so it wasn't really a nerf or a buff. Um, and the other ones didn't touch her at all. Uh, but, but yeah, that's uh, it, it. Surprises me every time I think about that. Just that, because um, the way that it ended up, that evidently Blizzard, um, you you, you kind of have to put this on them <laughs> that, that when they released her, and then for a year consistently since. Um, that have been dealing with the consequences of mm-hmm. of releasing Brig. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little mind blowing. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't like this is. I think this is this is an only Overwatch history. This is like video game history. I d- have never been a part of a game or seen a game where um, something has come out that is so broken or overpowered that that, that it's just like reigns on the meta for an entire year and they have to continually nerf this thing um it's and it's still is barely working (laughs) and it's crazy (laughs) um it's like finally kind of getting there but we still need like a little bit more and maybe this will do it maybe this will push it over the edge Um, but we just need goats to not be over 50 percent i would like to just see a lot more three dps and all that stuff uh, but I think we're getting there. Uh, honestly, I've been enjoying watching goats, which is something I didn't think I was going to say. Um, but I think it's because I have that nice even mix of like, ooh, someone's playing triple DPS out of nowhere, or someone's playing Hammond, 
Um, if I didn't have any of that, I probably would get real sick of goats. But I've enjoyed the subtle nuances of some goats so far. Um, but I'm sure by the end of stage one, I will be back to my ways of saying, all right, I'm done with this. Especially when, like, Paris goes 7-0 or something. Um, <laughs> and, the, and the gladiators don't. And the gladiators are 1-6 and six or something like that. I'll be like, all right, I'm I'm done. I'm done with this. Done with this. <laughs> all right. Uh, then we get a 2. The new hero, Baptiste. Um, Baptiste. He's a he's gonna be a healer. Um, and you get to choose between bandage or bullet. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a origin story video on YouTube and their Twitter. It says mobilize alongside the combat medic, the combat medic, who made the shrewd decision to make the world a better place, one bandage or bullet at a time. <laughs> Uh, Baptiste, and uh, I saw on Reddit that somebody was saying that it's 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 uh, silent P, so it's like Baptiste or something oh, instead really? of Baptiste. I don't know. So it's just like people could people can't pronounce Brig, and so <laughs> there's they won't be able to pronounce Baptiste either. And so they'll be, I'm sure there's something shorter that they'll come up with eventually. But <laughs> yeah, I remember when we'll Brig. See. I remember when Brig first came out, and she was Brigette, and all this other stuff. Bridget. Bridget. <laughs> oh, God. How silly we were back then. But, yeah, apparently they just want to continually put uh, names that are hard to pronounce. Why not just, like, I mean, I guess they included a kid. I was, <laughs> I was going to use the example Bob, but then I was like, there is a Bob. <laughs> Ash and Bob. That's true. Um, but, yeah, why can't they just use simple names like Jim or... <laughs> <laughs> Or, yes, Hero 31 is Jim. Or Tom. I, I Tom. don't know what he does, but that's, that's, you heard it here first. Jim. It's like Mr. Wheels. Did, did you, were you aware of the Mr. Wheels phenomenon? No. When, when they changed Horizon that one time and there was like a wheelchair that got moved and people freaked out about it. And so there's an entire subreddit, r slash Mr. Wheels mains. They thought it was going to be some hero in a wheelchair. But anyway. <laughs> that would be insane, a wheelchair hero. That would be awesome. And his, name is, his name is Tim. <laughs> yeah, there were posts like uh, Nerf Stairs 2 OP and stuff like that. But anyway. He just he can't go upstairs. That would be such a terrible feature for you. That would be. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, but we do need Jim. I'm gonna do one of those like 4chan like leak posts and be like new hero Jim <laughs> DPS hero can fly <laughs> just like the most insane his name's Jim but he can do like the craziest stuff um, I'm not one to 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 predict what the abilities of this hero is gonna be I don't know if you're one to do that Joe if you want to do a prediction but I just want them like they usually release the abilities right alongside this and i'm upset that they, they have not hopefully that's today but yeah i mean hopefully we get a developer update soon that's usually what we get um come on Jeff, in, response, where are you? in response to this he's a really cool looking gun um which like yeah so far the only kinda. so far the only mechanic sort of thing that i can come up with is um you know already exists for ana you know th- th- you can just uh shoot your allies and your enemies indiscriminately uh, but yes it does look like he's going to be some sort of um, aim type hero so that's you know valuable and all that but 
Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Yeah, I I heard a theory from the esports writer Tyler Erzberger, um, writer for ESPN. He said uh, that he hopes that Batiste's ultimate just deletes Brig from the game. <laughs> Wait, that's the other thing you have to think about is that yeah, in theory, um, something about this hero is supposedly going to try to shake up the meta i mean you, you know th- that's what they that's did what with brig specifically yeah it, it was introduced more or less deliberately to get rid of dive um and, and you know uh the hamster sort of didn't have quite a purpose like that or hasn't hasn't fallen into a purpose like that but um you, you know in theory maybe he's got some sort of anti-goats kit that um uh, that yeah. we will learn of in time because <laughs> if that's true his his damage is gonna have to be pretty pretty good or some ability obviously that yeah, that is maybe a, some sort of new anti-heal yeah um, anti-heal anti-armor in addition to to you know bionade yeah um because brig was created solely to uh screw i mean just screw dive just screw damage dealers who wanted to get get into the back line um, and it's kind of weird to maybe release a healer that ca- basically would counter healers or counter tanks. Um, so we'll we'll see what he does. Hopefully today, please today, um, because I'm I don't want I I'm fe- I feel teased. You wrote new hero teased on this, and I agree. I feel teased. Um, Hangzhou, we have we have two signings. Hangzhou signed um, Assassin. Do you think that's how you pronounce it? I have no idea. Sazen? <laughs> Sazen? Um, he is a player from Korean Contenders, of course. He didn't play Season 3 Korean Contenders, though. Um, so I don't know what he's been doing since Season 2, since since July last year. Um, but he, he is... Oh, wait. It says here on the Liquipedia page what he's been doing. He's been on... <laughs> He's been on a team called White Whale in Shin Esports um, with a fantastic logo. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, I have to look at it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's just like this royal whale with a mustache, and he's got a crown and a trident. Um, this sure is, enough. This is a fantastic <laughs> logo. I highly recommend you look it up. And It's, it's this... like the uh, – uh, what's the name of the character? Like from Shovel Knight, the, the apple whale? Um, <laughs> I, I don't uh, know. I've never seen that character. I, I, I'm going to look that up now, but that's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, I think this guy just became my favorite player, just from this logo. <laughs> I know nothing about this guy. I can't sit here. I can't pretend like I know The, the, the Troupel, because it's troupel. a trout and an apple. Oh. <laughs> that, that's what this logo looks like. <laughs> anyway. But. <laughs> That's uh, neither here nor there. <laughs> yes. Uh, all I know about this guy is that he's a flex, apparently, that um, that plays Farah, that plays Genji, and plays D.Va. That's what it says on the Wikipedia page. I know nothing else about this guy at all. He was on um, he was on the Foxes in, in Korea, who didn't do too well, specifically in their second season. But that doesn't matter. That Hangzhou's all about picking up those premier individual players on teams that weren't too good um, and they apparently are going to continue to do that uh do you know anything about this guy secretly joe um, nope <laughs> yeah i mean you know clearly um somebody that uh 
uh, you, you know, Hangzhou decides decided they needed a role filled, so they're up to eleven members now. I mean, they don't have a backup flex, so I mean, that's true. That's, I guess, that's what they needed. Uh, and then Florida Mayhem, they picked up McGravy, who I I do know about this guy because he's been in Overwatch since the beginning, basically. Um, on uh, I think he was most notable once he joined Envision Esports because Envision, uh, they were up there competing in in contenders eventually but whatever was going on back then a bunch of different tournaments uh and then he was on team envy for the second and third contenders season um so he is a of course he is a a, another dps flex player uh both players being that tracer diva zarya uh and some roadhog i need some more roadhog in my life yeah, I mean, evidently, uh, uh, Tafik and BQB and Sayo player uh, weren't good enough <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to, to fill in that. But, uh, you know, BQB actually uh, had a pretty good week uh, for Florida here. But, yeah, but, yeah again, uh, the, you know, whatever role uh, McGravy ends up picking up uh, on this team, you know, evidently it's one that uh, uh, they decided needed uh, dealing with, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, the second American on this team alongside with apply um it's all about america baby and and mcgravy i hope you represent america well on on the bench probably i don't know how much you're gonna play um so this is a big piece of news we 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 went over a little bit um fusions could not play i think i i prefaced the game with this fusions thing but i didn't go into detail on it uh, but apparently it's in the rules that if you have a two-way player um, who played I gotta make sure that I'm wording this right because <laughs> I, I, the exact rule is pretty important. If you have a two-way player that played on a contender's season 3 roster, which Fusions did um, played in contender season 3 um, you can only play two games uh, in a stage in Overwatch League and if you didn't I did this the, the Overwatch League came out with the reasoning for this which was not upvoted on the subreddit high enough because that's I mean everyone just wants to ignore the reasonable thing that they said um, but it yeah. was it, it was that um, they didn't want people abusing uh, abusing the fact that it was Overwatch League off season. Uh, and putting their Overwatch League players down into the academy, um, into their uh, academy rosters. Uh, so that that rule was in place, not necessarily for right now, but for Season 3 contenders. It was more of a Season 3 contenders thing where it was like, okay, we don't want people to to um, put, their, put their really insanely good players in contenders and then just dominate because of just it. Just because, yeah. yeah. Um, so that we don't, sense. we, yeah, so... It's a it's a rule that made sense that everyone flipped out about because they didn't upvote the reasoning and no one knows the reasoning so they all just run around like the rooms on fire, um, <laughs> and it's absolutely ridiculous because I'm like it, I don't know they came out with the reasoning and it was like not even halfway up the front page of competitive Overwatch and I was like why <laughs> and you probably could have thought. Uh... He thought that through and figured out that that must be what would would have gone on ahead of time. But you know, it's just a matter of 
not realizing that that would be an effect. Yeah. Um, and I think there were teams that knew that knew of it. Um, some teams just didn't know of it, um, which is unfortunate. Whether or not it's it's a rule that people want, as a team, you should know if it's an effect or not. Uh, and Boston clearly didn't because they were about to play him. Or maybe they did, and they were just trying to like see how far they could go. That would be interesting. Uh, but they are rumor is that the way to get out of this is to, of course, not sign Fusions to a two-way contract anymore and just give him a full Overwatch League contract, uh, which the rumor is they're working on that, which if I were them, I, I would definitely do. I think for the Fusion and Elk, it's maybe a little less important, especially if Boombox is going to be... Um, Healthy Back this week, in theory. <laughs> yes, uh, I think for F- Boston, they really liked Fusions as a shot caller, and they they did look a little lost against Shanghai because they didn't have him. I, it made me realize how how good of a shot caller Fusions is. Even watching Fusions stream, honestly, he's he's a great shot caller in his like solo queue games. Um, so he, I think that they sorely missed him. So I I guarantee they're going to give him that contract. Um, it's it's worth it for them, but it was an interesting week for Boston because Robert Kraft, Boston Uprisers, <laughs> Uprising's owner, um, also got caught uh, uh, with some prostitution charges. So fun stuff. That's fun stuff. <laughs> Absolutely fun for, for, for that organization. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw some like probably investors in Boston Uprising or something when I was there live like watching the game and I was like oh how sad for like this because this person was taking them around clearly showing them the game for the first time like had just bought them like jerseys and all this stuff and I was Uh-oh. like oh they're here for the game where they lose to Shanghai that's <laughs> like I wonder yeah. how they explained it to them. they probably explained it to these guys like oh the Shanghai everyone just loves Shanghai it's people aren't cheering because <laughs> this is their first win or whatever yeah it's, Boston isn't the team that gave the worst team in the yeah, league their yeah. first win. These two are the best. These are the two best teams in the league. So they they have. <laughs> this is this is the other really good team, Boston. Boston and Shanghai. They just have such a big rivalry, and that's we, how we, we dropped Dreamcaster because he was too good of a person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he just, all that fun he was stuff. too he was too nice, and we we couldn't take him. Um, Pretty, pretty. So much drama around this team. Sorry, sorry, Boston fans. Why does Fusions have? I'm such a big fan of Fusions. That's the main reason I want to root for Boston this season is Fusions. And when yeah. I found myself when Fusions wasn't out there, I was like, Why am I rooting for Boston right now? Um, and then I just went right back to Shanghai. Uh, but yeah, let's get into week three, Joe. Week number three. Of course, oh, yeah. we. We, we come out, we predict our four matches of the week, and we, we tweet them out. Uh, Joe, so far we're tied. What's our total records? Uh, we both have five correct picks over two weeks. Five correct picks. That's five out of eight. Five out of eight, um, yeah. So we're, we're doing just a little bit uh, better than random. Bit, <laughs> a little bit over 500, which is pretty good. Uh, I think we're smart. We're smart, Joe. Um, but before that, we, we go over some storylines to watch in the week from the games we aren't predicting necessarily. It's like our honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, honorable, honorable mention. Um, and the one we have written down is uh, Shanghai Dragons versus Dallas Fuel, which 
is my honorable mention because I think that's going to be a good game. Um, I think a lot of people saw Shanghai pretty low in their power rankings. I disagree. Uh, I think Shanghai is just breaking free of the chains of that 0-42, and they're they're about to come out strong. Um, but Dallas Fuel, um, this is their only game of the week, so they got to go all out, right? Um, I, I think this will be I think this will be a good game. For sure, I guess other uh, potential missions we're gonna we're gonna predict Seoul versus New York, um, but I think Seoul's other match this week is gonna be important too against Boston. Um, again, just because of the way um, you know you know Seoul's sitting at two and one currently, but they really need um, you know both those wins to 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 come in and uh, you know pretend like they know what they're doing off the back of um, they lost their most recent one, right? Mm-hmm trying to figure out who that was uh well they beat Chengdu in last week so yeah i guess their loss was dallas in week one against dallas but but yeah so uh this is soul over la and Chengdu, uh la gliders and Chengdu. you know they they need a couple wins to really solidify their spot in this stage yes Um, and then the other one would be shock spark shock spark (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was gonna be the second one i mentioned Mm -hmm. yeah Um, that's that might be a, game. a good week too. <laughs> yeah, might be, if Hangzhou had another, this would easily be the game of the week, no doubt. If Hangzhou didn't look so weird last week, this would be the game of the week. Um, but it has it has moved down to our honorable mentions because honestly, if Hangzhou played like they did last week, I could see a four zero here from Shock. So, um, yeah, Hangzhou not not looking too impressive. Uh, is there anything? else any other honorable mentions um uh, i think that's have, uh, that's the most of it yeah <laughs> i think i i would i would tend to agree with you there um but yeah so now we've got four to pick <laughs> uh yes we do have four to pick and the first one is uh gladiators london um we've been picking i think we've picked a gladiators game every single week um uh, let me check. Is, yeah yeah because first i remember picking them the first week and then i'm a gladiators fan and i went against them last week with paris and i was smart for that i was really smart i really was uh, this <laughs> game's friday uh it's the first game friday at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern and uh london they're coming off the back of a 2-0 week against um, a, a bad Washington team and then uh, a different Hangzhou Spark team than we saw before. And then LA Gladiators are coming off of a, a one week against Paris, like I just said. Uh, a close match, but they finally have Decay back. So, are not back for the first time. Um, this man is 18 years old. Happy birthday to him tomorrow, I think, the 27th. Uh, so he's turning 18. He can finally play. This is going to be a good one. This is, this is always a classic gladiator. Spitfire was always a classic last year because of the fissure. Uh, but I still think it's going to be a classic. This is the only time these two play this year, by the way. Yeah. And now it's, and now it's a playoff rematch too from, from season one. And they, that playoff, that playoff game was not involving fissure at all so (laughs) so i guess it's a rivalry now um joe who do do you got uh, does london spitfire continue their hot streak here it's a good question (laughs) that uh that my 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 initial reaction i think is no um because like you said um gladiators coming in with a little support that's going to be um 
really helpful, but also um, once you look at this map pool, it's it's a little more uh, uh, a little harder for me to pick. I think because they're, they're playing Busan and Numbani, uh, Volskaya and Dorado, and I think uh, traditionally those are maps that uh, I think London can. Uh, have some success on um, especially uh, obviously, Volskaya yeah obviously particularly Volskaya um, uh, yeah hmm. I had I had picked Gladiators originally um, uh, are you gonna you gonna t- turn <laughs> on them Joe uh, I think I'll stay with them for now um, okay. the, uh, I'll stay with stay with Gladiators partly just cause um Again, London's been looking like a really weird team, um, and you know, weird doesn't necessarily mean bad. But uh, the Gladiators, I think, are definitely uh, they're going to want this one more, and they're going to uh, hopefully, you know, put up a good fight for it. Yeah, this is. I think this is like a at this point in this stage. If if Gladiators want to make stage buffs, this is every single game's like a must win at this point, but. Um, I think in the general season, you just gotta, when you're toughing through this stage, you're going to want to at least go like, you're going to want to go above 500, at least four and three, um, even though you're facing some really tough teams. So I believe this is just like, you just have to win this game. If you're the gladiators and you got decay on your side, I, I really think they're going to come out swinging. Uh, I'm going to go gladiators, um, on this one this time i i also just don't uh london's goats is still just not that good but um there is that (laughs) there is that but i'm gonna go gladiators on this one uh and you know i'm not biased because i picked against the gladiators last week Um, it's true paris atlanta paris atlanta this is a good game because atlanta this is they're they're overcoming their poor expectations everyone had of them they're looking really good number three and number four on the standings right now absolutely and um yeah paris has only played two games but um they've played two games against two tough teams well dallas or they didn't play dallas they played london London and london of course not that good at goats but um still a tough game to get to come out and face the defending champions right away um, and Atlanta Rain has looked pr- pretty good. Uh, who's their one loss again? Uh, or Atlanta was they lost to Philly. Philly, but uh, they took them to five yes. maps and took three points. <laughs> took them to five maps. Um, so Atlanta, they they've been looking good. DeFran's been happy. They've been they've been playing well. But can they stop the unstoppable goats of the Paris Eternal? Yeah, I think. Um... Part of their part of Atlanta's success so far has been in um, playing things that aren't goats. I think is fair to say. Um, the, obviously, you know they, they've got a they've got a solid run there, but um, the, but yeah, that uh, not being able, I think, to step up to the level that Paris is going to challenge them at, I think, is going to cause some problems uh, for, for Atlanta. I think I'm going to have to uh, give this one to Paris. I think. Yeah. Uh... I think this is an obvious. I I personally think people are overrating Atlanta a little bit, um, so I'm gonna go Paris. I think it's an easy Paris pick for me and my opinion on Atlanta. Um, I'm going Paris. I'm going Paris probably like three one or something like that. The map pool also I think favors Paris a little bit, but <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, uh, Paris just has really good goats. This is Paris is playing one game again this week. Um, they're really just they've got <laughs> that's that's crazy. They've just got three one game weeks in a row. To be fair, Atlanta's only playing one game this week too. So this is this is this is all they're focusing on this week. This is going to be a good matchup. Okay, uh, Valiant Guangzhou Charge. Um, this is this is a this is an important game for the Valiant because they're zero and three. They they've had a tough schedule so far, and I I think it continues here because they're they're facing the Guangzhou Charge, who I think look, looked really good last week um, with a four zero of Dallas Fuel and taking the Titans to five maps. Val, speaking of the Titans, Valiant is going to be coming off of a match against the Titans, so yeah, like Valiant could easily be zero and four at this point. Um, something about tough schedules. Um, I, they really just stacked stage one, I feel like, with some really good matchups. But, uh, do you, Joe, do you think, do you so think so the Valiant... Pick, so you're picking Guangzhou, then? So I'm picking Guangzhou? Yes, I am yeah. picking Guangzhou. Yeah, I, I um, actually am picking Guangzhou. Yeah, so I think my pick was, uh, was for the Valiant, I think, for this series. Mm. Um, and I think that's basically... Um, but it's kind of like looking at the Gladiators London match. I think Valiant is just going to want this one a lot more. Uh, again, sitting all the way at the bottom, number twenty in the standings, zero and three. Um, but again, they've been playing a lot better these last two weeks than their record implies. Um, and I think it's only a matter of time before uh, before their schedule starts to turn around. I mean, they've got um, they've got uh, Guangzhou obviously this week coming up. Uh, but they're also playing uh, Vancouver, which that'll be a tough match, but uh, Philly and Houston for the remainder of um, this stage. So, so uh, I don't know if... Uh, obviously, that's going to be a challenge for them to come up into, um, you know, potentially a, a stage playoffs contention, but uh, I think if they are going to do that, it's got to start with this match. Yeah, uh, it is true. This is this feels like the match that they that they need to win, but I don't think they'll do it. Because the Guangzhou Charge are are looking really good, and I I'm, I'm liking how they look when they when they aren't nervous and when they uh, can play to their full potential. Um, I think they've got some interesting strats to run. I think they've they've got some great players like Shu um, and Happy showed us a little bit of what he can do. Um, and I widow a little bit, so I think Guangzhou Charge take this one. I think it will be very close. LA Valiant is going to play a lot of five mappers. Um, but I think they continue to lose. I would not be surprised if LA Valiant went 0-2 again this week. Uh, so that's the first one we diff- we we had different picks on, Joe. It's true. Let's see if we have different picks on our last game, which is the last game of the week. It's the NYXL versus the Seoul Dynasty, uh, which I think this is going to be a fantastic game, uh, specifically because NYXL is 4-0, and I think Seoul Dynasty, even though they've been they've had a pushover schedule so far kind of i think the soul dynasty have looked fantastic uh, personally uh especially when fissures on tur- turning it on um what do you who do you think's gonna win this game i mean does does nyxl they play toronto defiant early in the week it's safe to assume maybe that'll be a win um yeah it's but- uh it's it's another another really close determination i think um yeah, New York, Toronto earlier. Uh, that um, the uh, again, I did my picks a little bit early um, this week. So right now on the on the paper, I have uh, I have soul for this one actually. 
Um, and again, just because of how successful they've been as a unit um, going into this week. Uh, let me pull up the maps. They're playing Ilios, Numbani, Volskaya, Dorado. Uh, so you know, it doesn't tell us much, but we do know uh, how... Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know, but 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 point is, that you're right that I think Seoul is a better team uh, than than some of these scorelines have shown. Um, obviously, they're sitting two one New York at four and zero at the top. Um, yeah, no, I think it's definitely possible for Seoul to come up with the upset here. Um, again, particularly if uh, their match against Boston um, this week goes well. Um, you, you know, if nothing else, just to have the 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 momentum there. Um, Hmm. Uh, I, I have a feeling you're going to go for New York, so why not? I, I'll I'll uh, I'll stay for Seoul here. I think uh, on this last match. All right, um, going Seoul. I I flip flop between this one a lot. Um, this one's a tough one. I think it'll be a very good match. Um, I, I think Seoul's looking a lot better than they did last season. I think they. Uh, definitely like how they're playing now um especially last week against Chengdu um and the game against the gladiators of course uh they looked speaking of inconsistency they looked pretty terrible against the fuel uh but when fissures on and when they're playing aggressive and when they're playing their style they look great however nyxl is the nyxl and they always will be the nyxl and that's why i'm picking the nyxl um, and the NYXL is coming out with more consistent um, play this season. Mano is the best, statistically, the best main tank Reinhardt so far this stage. Um, and I think he will... It's going to be a matchup between Fissure, the man who was the best Reinhardt last season, according to everyone, and Mano, who's been the best Reinhardt statistically so far this season. And I think Mano's going to come out on top. Uh, he's looked so good. New York has been better at goats than I thought they were going to be. Um, and even though we don't get to see some insane people that are on their bench, like Pine and Save will be ever. Um, <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. I still think New York's a fantastic team. And I'm picking New York, um, honestly, almost to just differentiate with you too. So we can, <laughs> we, can, we can have some different picks here. It's boring when people pick the same teams, right? It's true. It's but, true. We, we, we try this, to select the controversial ones, controversial yeah. matches. <laughs> exactly. It's not like I'm choosing. It's not like I'm Bren and I'm choosing the Shanghai Dragons to beat NYXL or something. <laughs> um, it's this is going to be a close game. Obviously, either team could win. Uh, but Joe, do you have anything else to talk about? I, do you want to just talk rant about anything happening in your life, or, or should <laughs> we just end this episode? <laughs> I guess that is the end of our uh, write up. Uh, I guess we can go over like the standings, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, because like, those exist. Yeah. Uh, we, well. we, we, we've sort of been alluding to them, but uh, at least the top eight we're looking at right now, uh, above that stage playoffs cutoff. Uh, Philadelphia Fusion sit at number eight. They're two and two um, with a uh, zero map differential. Uh, Chengdu Hunters right now sitting at number seven. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, two and one with a minus two map differential. Again, because they're ranking these by the number of losses that they've had. Yeah. Uh, Toronto Defiant at number six, also two and one with an even uh, zero map differential. 
Soul Dynasty at two and one with plus four is number five. Uh, number four is Atlanta Rain, two and one with plus five. So really close, lots of these so far. Uh, Parents Eternal sitting at number three. Uh, they're two and zero undefeated with a plus three map differential. Uh, then Vancouver at number two, three and zero with plus seven. And uh, number one is New York Excelsior, right now four and zero with a plus eight map differential. Um, and that's uh, five expansion teams in the top eight. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty currently, crazy. which is super cool. Yeah, to be fair, Chengdu has a win against Florida in five maps, and then uh, a Guangzhou team that looked pretty terrible. It's um, true. It's true. But, but still, it's <laughs> yeah, notable. But still, you still got five. You still got five expansion teams in there, and you've got um, six in the top ten with Hangzhou sitting at number ten. Yeah. Um, and they've been they've been beating the the old teams. They've been beating the inaugural teams. So that this is no this is this is a huge feat. Um, you have people outside of the top eight that I think have really hard schedules that could easily be in the top eight. Specifically, the San Francisco Shock, the Los Angeles Gladiators, the Los Angeles Valiant. Um, I feel like they are, could easily be top eight material, but they've had very very hard schedules, brutal brutally hard schedules. Um, then you have people just outside that I think a lot of people would agree are maybe top eight teams like London, Hangzhou. Um, I even when Dallas fuel looks good, they seem like a top eight team to me as well. Um, and watch out for those Shanghai dragons at number 16 as well, because I think they're about to turn up uh, big time now that they've got Gamsu sort of breaking himself in. Uh, they, they looked great against Boston. So watch out for those dragons. Um, but yeah, as far as this stage is, I, I, I always thought with with only seven game stages, stage playoffs were going to be a little wishy washy and weird because you were going to have you're going to have teams with extremely easy schedules making it to the stage playoffs. But in the end, whoever wins the whole stage playoff stage playoffs is, is going to be a really good team. Um, it's it, true. It is. So. <laughs> Uh, that that's that's all I gotta say for now. I, I'm I I'm gonna look at the standings sort of more seriously probably after this week once once everyone has like at least three or four games played, or well a lot of people have three or four games played like four or five games played. I mean, um, yeah. But looking at standings, it's it's super it's super fun for me. But we will have power rankings again, right, Joe? At the end of the stage. Yeah, I think that's the plan, um, and hopefully yeah. it'll be a lot easier to do uh, than the preseason ones. Uh, <laughs> probably maybe. will be. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it'll probably be like a definitive power ranking of like that meta too. Yeah. Um, so we won't have to take into account future metas because it's hard to predict that. Um, it really is. All right. Uh, anything else, Joe? Is is this time? Uh, this the time to end? Yeah, I think it's about it. It was a good All week. Right. It was a good week. Forty percent through for... stage one already. Oh my goodness! Already, <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe a little bit more because uh, into week four we get two less games in week four, and then week five we get eight less games um, because it works super weird now. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm so excited for this week, and uh, maybe maybe I'll I have I, I finally have a weekend where I have just f- 
Saturday, both Saturday and Sunday off. Maybe I'll maybe I'll head to the arena again for one of these days. Ooh, um, there you go. It'd probably be Sunday. Sunday's got some really good, really good games. And as a Gladiators fan, I haven't gotten to see them live yet. Um, so I, maybe I'll be there on Sunday. So if if any if any on the flank fans are there on Sunday, just <laughs> come on up to me. That'd be cool. <laughs> Say hello if you know what I look like. You can look at my Twitter to find out what I look like. Speaking of social media. You can follow my Twitter at JWGeorgeIV. You can follow Joe's Twitter at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. You can follow our show's Twitter at OnTheFlankShow. Um, you can tweet at us or you can email us on the flank show at gmail.com. Any topic you would like us to talk about, and we might just talk about it. Um, you are listening to this in some way, in some form. But if you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to ontheflank.podbean.com. You can go to my personal YouTube channel, John George. You are most likely easily going to find that by going to my Twitter. Uh, you can, If you're on an iPhone, you can go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and uh, smash that subscribe button. Write us a review, maybe. Smash uh, it. Yes. And um, <laughs> if you're an Android user, you can use Spotify. Well, you can also be an iPhone user to use Spotify or Google Play. I think Google Play is also an iPhone, actually. Um, so there's no discrimination. You can have whatever phone and listen to our podcast. Um, thank you guys for listening and enjoy week number three, stage one, week number three of, of the Overwatch League. Nice.